Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another uncomplication rabbit hole for whatever the heck today is. Just got done with a brutally awesome uh, hot mix class at Elon Yoga Fitness that uh, you, you never know what you're going to discover in those near-death moments. But I had uh, several cool thoughts that I just wanted to flip on the old recorder and jot down. I had a really cool set of images and just a general concept that uh, kind of was coming to me and I saw pretty clearly that I wanted to just sort of sketch out now so I can revisit and try and get an article mixed with some um, artwork uh, to kind of illustrate this idea. But this idea began, I guess, in the most recent iteration. Um, Last night when I was talking to Kyle, we talked for about an hour or two hours uh, all about Uncomplication and what we're doing, really exciting. And we got on the topic briefly of ayahuasca and um, DMT. And Kyle made this comment that I totally agree with. I've experienced it so many times about uh, with those types of you know, substances or experiences, you know, going into a crazy experience, this feeling of, well, I've got... I've got it together, like I've got a good thing going, why would I want to mess with that? Why would I want to invite chaos into a world that presently I'm feeling pretty good about? You know, I got, I got my little worldview going, I got the little games I'm playing, I'm doing my hustle and things are going all right. Why would I want to potentially invite the unknown and the unexpected in? And I have... I've had that exact feeling every time I've done anything um, big uh, like that. Um, and interestingly, I think that it is almost easier to go into those experiences when you are in points of your life that are chaotic, where there is a lot of rebuilding going on and there isn't a lot of definition. Um, but then there's also the mom these moments like uh, I've been experiencing quite a bit lately of just sort of stability. You know, I've got a family. I've got businesses going and relationships and all these things. And even though my youth it was full of all this questing and putting myself into these extreme situations, like why would I want to entertain the idea of an ayahuasca trip or a DMT trip or one of those types of things? And so I had this image of how we are stackers and we go through life building these towers of different concepts that we have. And it naturally happens at different periods and for different reasons that these stacks of things that we've built up start to get unbalanced and tip over and we have to shore them up and rebuild them and sometimes even break them down. But no matter what, we're, we're dealing with a stack of concepts. And I had this image kind of come to me of what that stack sort of looks for me, looks like for me now. And was able to sort of trace that back to even my daughter who is eight months old and coming into existence from just the blackness of birth, um, you know, just cells dividing and then creating this embryo and then that coming eventually into the light and then um, sleeping, waking, sleeping, waking, sleeping, waking in these cycles and then eventually, you know, eyes open long enough at recognizing shapes and recognizing faces and recognizing this and that and myself and other people and 
Um, that kind of, to me, was this base that we're all sitting on uh, that we've come out of through our childhood of just undifferentiated, unnamed, un, uh, uncomplication, zing, um, that sort of undifferentiated ground of being or no thing. Uh, nothing, no thing. There's no names for things. There's no concepts for things. It's just whatever it is. And it could be black. It could be white. It could be all the colors together. However you want to imagine it, you almost can't imagine it. I mean, what, where does a baby come out of? That's, that's the question. And not the vagina. I know that much. But where do we, where does our consciousness (laughs) come out of? You know, what is that backdrop? And so that's sort of at this base. It's this foundation, which itself isn't even a thing. It's not, you can't really uh, put things on it, yet we do. And the first uh, things that we stack are this and that. Uh, the, the polarity of categories of black and white, of light and dark, of this and that. So I have this image of this infancy growing um, being this sort of surface of just no thing. And then on top of that, these two big blocks, black and white, this and that, boom. All right, we've got that. On top of that, again, sort of this self and other, kind of coming into awareness of, you know, I, I am a self and there are these other things that aren't me and some of those are other people. And then we get into, uh, you know, adolescence and we've got things I own and people I know and things I like and don't like and we start building this tower and I think uh, it is the human experience that in adolescence there are many periods of that stacking falling over when you grow up within one household and one set of experiences and one set of values when you go out into the broader world you come into collision with more people, with more ideas, and you find that there are other people doing different things than the hard and fast uh, ideas and values that your own family unit might have, have put into you. So there comes these crisis moments where you're having to readjust. I was talking to my friend Aaron after the yoga class where this was kind of coming to me, and you know his image of this was sort of like Tetris, and that's totally what, I, what I'm sort of picturing here is you've got this stack And all of a sudden, these pieces are getting shuffled around and things are unbalanced. You have to brace it up. And some people collapse. Some people break down and have those real crisis moments and have to sort of rebuild again. And um, so that's sort of these these series of images that uh, I'm seeing, you know, through the adolescence and then into sort of that adulthood um, where we do have these, you know, family and business, uh, you know, work and responsibilities and all the things that we own and and everything the culture is telling us of like this is what your stack should look like this is what the world is Um, and in there is also these concepts of God or divinity or um, the bigger whatever it is but that itself is also a concept in this stack Um, and so I guess if there's a point to all this this conception then is that Well, there's a couple interesting things that come from it. First is that no matter who you are, what you believe, what you own, what you're doing, there's the recognition that there is this stack of thoughts, of things that we've thought about and are holding in our mind as our base, our foundation, our values. And there are different people in the world and everyone has a different stack, although there are similarities. 
Um, and, and there's this sort of characteristic where some people have been able to prune out a lot of the noise and a lot of the, compl the complexity and they have very simple uh, foundations that contain just a few core elements. And this could be anything from, uh, you know, the first thought I had was um, someone who's chosen to be homeless and just, you know, they own their possessions on their back and they've got night and day and dark and, or, um, you know, hot and cold and eating and not eating and, you know, just sort of this, this experience of life at its uh, primal essence. Uh, and on the other extreme, you have people that are captains of industry or generals of the army or leaders of the free world or the world in general. And the giant tower of responsibility and relationships and things to keep track of and bureaucracy that elevates certain people to these dizzying heights. And what's interesting to me is that they're both resting on this same foundation of, of um, nothingness. And I mean that in the best possible way, that there is this ability, this opportunity to bring in a certain level of the unknown, um, whether that's through a big experience, a crisis, you know, your city floods and everything that you cared about that morning is now gone in the afternoon and it wasn't your choice, but you now have to rebuild your personal value stack, right? Um, and so with these sort of two poles of the people who have very little, that is a, a nice place to be because you have a lot less complexity. Things are a lot simple, simpler. Um, it's a lot easier to kind of have that solidarity. And I think even of um, some older people I know who just have very fixed values and they have a very black and white view of the world and it works perfectly. It's great. But at the same time, um, you know, there's a plus and there's a minus, and the, the plus is that simplicity and certainty. The minus is that you don't have a very broad view. Um, it's like that's your penthouse, you're on the first floor, and so your first floor uh, house, and you're only really seeing the view of the sidewalk and the dirt. Um, you know, a homeless person, you're seeing crumpled up cans in the ditch and not much else. And then those people who are really at the, you know, the, the top of these huge teetering pillars have this incredible view of humanity and history and opportunity and people and relationships in this picture that is, that is so broad and uniquely human that it's really exciting. It's really amazing. It's, it's almost like a culmination of human doing um, to have a person arrive at that level, that height, you know, it's being on the... 800th floor of the most amazing tower glass castle but you know the downside of that is you've got a long way to fall much farther than the people that sleep on the ground and the sort of truth to it all is that everything is lost everything falls and there's just these two different places and we're all sort of somewhere in there but um, I guess sort of digging out what about this is interesting to me is more just this this visual that expresses to us how we really do come out of these basic concepts of this and that, of myself and the other, of what I own, what I don't own, the people I know, what I think the world is, my notion of God, my notion of the future, and all of this sort of goes between you know, darkness and light in some, in some strange way. 
and getting back to this original thought that there are these opportunities to break down and it's a scary prospect but how cool is it that we have the opportunity and the ability to take these rigid buildings that we've constructed and see them as not rigid and not necessarily as a stack but more of a fluid thing that evolves over time that changes as we change and that to invite experience creates the opportunity for different arrangements, different heights, different perspectives and emotions and experiences and in the end you really can't win, you can't beat the game, you can't beat the game by getting rich or getting to the top, uh, nor can you beat the game by giving it all up, uh, going completely minimalist and you know selling your house and wandering the world. Um, no matter what, you're still in this predicament, but I think in that is also this sort of security that that's okay, that it's okay to break down, and it's great to build up, and that's what life is always doing. It's taking uh, things, <laughs> uh, energy and matter, um, as they say, energy flows and matter cycles. And we're constantly going through these cycles of who we are, what our worlds contain, and our view from our tower of thoughts. So I feel like there's still some core little piece that needs to go at the end that really shores this up into a, ah, okay. I mean, this always happens with these kind of thoughts. Is It's, it's interesting, and you chase this rabbit, and you go, and you go, and you go, and you come up behind yourself and say, boo, and you never really got anywhere. But the, I think the thought experiment itself is interesting and I, I see some of the visuals as being very um, beautiful and compelling. I especially like this idea of illustrating the infant's experience from um, you know, this blackness in the center from which it came. And as that blackness goes, there's almost like a sine wave in a circle around it that has now a black and a white interval. And then that fractal fractures more into these different shapes and patterns and faces and and that kind of goes and goes and goes until eventually you get another sort of black and white interval into the white and so you have like this black center all of this complexity and this unfolding of consciousness and then white on the outside of the drawing um, if they say the soul is a circle that to me is sort of a, a pretty good picture of what a soul might look like and then the other part of this is just drawing I think that's a really cool illustration, um, these stacks of what, we, what we've built our view of the world upon. And in seeing that and making that sort of recognizable, also recognizing that it's not as rigid as people tend to think, that there is this playfulness in it, that there is this opportunity to shake it up, um, put it back together and still be a whole person and still be able to you know, have a family and have your businesses and have everything that... The, the breakdown is more the sigh of relief and an opportunity to get back to where you were plus or minus some level of things you don't need or something new that you hadn't considered before. So, wow, rabbit hole. That's what that is. Um, I'm going to head home, but thank you for listening, and I can't wait to share this as a finished product on uncomplication.com. Thanks for listening.